Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. We're in the restoration area here, workshop for the Dundee Museum of Transport, joined by two guys who are sitting here working today on. I'm just trying to think how best to describe what I'm looking at. You know, to me, it's a masterpiece. It's a combination of wood and metal, and it's just a, a spirit of a time gone by. I think we'll save this. We've okay. people a little in suspense and find out a bit about you guys more. My name is Ken Parker. I spent 50 years in engineering, and I've always had an interest in vehicles of some description. Uh, not necessarily the one that we're working on just now, because my joiner skills are fairly limited. Uh, I've been challenged during the build of this vehicle. But I've been volunteering here for just over a year. And for my sins, because of my previous experience, I've been put in charge of the restoration team. We have one other chat with us today. There are other members of the team who can come in different days from what we have available. My colleague here is Ali, who will come a quick chat with you. Okay, Ali, could you maybe give us a little bit of an indication, because I saw you working away hard on the back end of this vehicle. We're not giving away any secrets yet. Could you maybe give us a wee bit of indication of what you were doing there, Ali? The rear of the vehicle is completely made of wood. It's made of ash, which is a very strong wood. But what we're doing is we're restoring the back doors, and the back doors, the, the glass in the back doors, is held in by a sealer. A bit like an industrial putty, if you like. So I've got to clean out all the old rubbish that's in there so that we can put fresh sealer in, then put the glass in, and then it's held in with a wood beading. Much like the old-fashioned sash windows in your, in your house. It's the same principle. It's glass held in with a bit of putty and then some wood around it and little nails to hold it in place. How old is this car? Maybe 60-year-old? I reckon it was 1970s. Uh, once this is complete, which we hope to have in the next few weeks, it will be used as the museum's transport for taking leaflets to exhibitions and going to shows and generally promoting the, the museums. Okay, so we've established it's a Morris Thousand Traveller. It's a huge construction in front of us of wood, yeah. which is not usual for cars. Why is it that we can't just go down to, say, for instance, Halfords and buy off the shelf a new bit of wood to go in? Is that not something that we could possibly do? 
Well, Halfords don't sell wood for a start, so it would be B&Q. But B&Q just sell fine soft wood. This is quite a hard wood, and it's got, it's got good strength. It's, you can mould it. In fact, if anyone's familiar with the Morgan sports cars, they're made of exactly the same wood, and they're still made of wood. They're still made to this day in, in ash, which you can bend, shape, and it's very strong, very hard. Fairly rock-proof, although this one wasn't rock-proof when it came. So, so what you're saying to me is, basically, each of these individual components that we see in wood are unique. They're not mass-produced. You're having to individually reproduce what was there originally. Yeah, yeah. They, they were originally made by uh, BMC or, well, Morris then BMC and what, whatever. You can, there are specialist companies that are in the restoration market that will sell you a complete side but we didn't have the money for that we got one side was donated one side second hand but for instance it's it's over a thousand pound for for the wood like this but when it comes it's not it's not finished you've got to shape it to size and make it fit because uh, the wood expands and contracts with dampness and whatever so yeah there was quite a bit of wood had to be shaved off to make it fit I don't imagine that in today's modern automobile society that there's too much of these types of skills that are available in the ready market so having to look obviously to people like yourself who have the knowledge and, and skills to put there how good would it be to get some of the newer members of garages etc to learn some of these skills well on that subject, we went to the Dundee College who run motor engineering classes and there was a bit of interest from the, the students. In fact, we've got one student who has shown an interest in this project and we, although it's in the latter stages, wants to be involved and also be involved with our next project which is sitting across the road patiently waiting for us to finish this one. A project like this is coming in a fairly poor condition, as you've said, needs a lot of work done. What sort of timescale would you put on something like this? Well, we started this in November. Strip down takes about two days, rebuilding takes several months. We're sitting here outside the Dundee Museum of Transport on a bus and could maybe find out some more information. But first of all, do you want to tell everybody who you are? I'm Forbes Milne. Chairman of Dayside Classic Car Club. I'm also a volunteer down at Dundee Museum of Transport. And Forbes, what, what can you tell us about the environment? We're sitting here in the back of an old bus. It's a route, London route muster. And, and a bus like this, I mean, I'm trying to give the listeners a wee bit of an insight into what sort of bus that we're sitting in. And, and the first thing that kind of springs to my head is Cliff Richard in the film Summer Holiday. Possibly slightly newer than that, but very similar in looks. You know, the driver's at the front in his own wee cab and there's a door and a stair at the back for the people to go upstairs if they want to. And it's bright red. So the buses, I remember this style when I was at school, right up until secondary, I would suppose, and then after that they started coming with doors on them. We've been spending some time today with the guys in the restoration workshop looking at the Morris Travel that's been spent it. some time on here to, to bring it back to its, its pristine condition. What sort of role have you got involved with the restoration team for us? I've really done more of the mechanical side. Ali and Ken, the two you've been speaking to earlier on, they've done all the woodwork at the back. They've spent a lot of time figuring it out and it's getting there. I, with a Stuart Aitkins, he's a mechanic to trade, I've got involved with him and me come in on a Sunday and we've done replaced the brakes, serviced the engine, fixed the exhaust, 
done brake pipes, Stuart put the wings on it on Sunday, I'm going to wait to start doing some of the electrical work at the back tomorrow, get that up and running. Anything that's needing done, if I can have a go at it, I'll have a go at it. It's a specialist vehicle that there's not an awful lot about of, it's not one that you can really just take into your normal garage and, and, and get sorted, it's, it's something that's special. There's quite a lot of them still around, they were, I mean, they were made for years. Having seen what's happening in the workshop there, it's taken it back to probably how when the vehicle was built, because it wasn't just buying things off the shelf, it was getting a piece of wood and making it fit to the purpose that was there. They were factory made, but they were, I think they were handmade, you know, they were put together by hand, that's the problem, I mean, we've, that one there's made up of two bits from different vehicles, the sides, and the doors from the original one we put back on, so I mean, it's been a nightmare for Ali and them to get to fit, but it's wood, so you can muck it about and cut bits off it and add bits in, and they've done it, I mean, they've got to fit. The type of work that the guys are doing when they're coming in and volunteering, there can never be a shortage of that type of, of skill and expertise that these guys are using. So I guess that if there are people out there listening to the podcast who have these skills, they would be more than welcome to come and share. Yeah, we'd be delighted for anybody to come down and share. The only problem is you've seen the workshop's not all that big. I mean, when we get up to Maryfield, they envisage just to have quite a reasonable-sized workshop up there, which would be a lot more... I mean, this is a one-vehicle area. You get one vehicle in it and you can work away on it. The, the setting here at the Transport Museum is... It's, it's an Aladdin's cave. You have... I mean, we're sitting here on this, this London bus. Next to us, there's a 1954 Leyland Tiger. Next to that, there's an old... But it looks to me like an old Elsa council bus. Yep, Dundee one. Then a Triumph Herald. And then a restaurant on a bus. It's a fantastic Aladdin's cave of things to just look around and that's just sitting outside yes people inside oh there's four halls one of them's not huge but there's four halls inside that are full of cars or vehicles not just cars there's a big display of motorbikes on just now all these vehicles are lent to us we don't own them some of them are garaged here and other ones are stored here but most of the ones in the hall are just lent to us to put on display again when you walk in the door the there's the, the silver shiny vehicle that greets you. That must be the, the jewel of the crown, basically. I would say parents and the kids, that's the one. Because it's so big, and most of them have not seen it in real life, they've seen it on the picture, but you know, they're quite gobsmacked to see, realise how big it is. I mean, it's a big, big vehicle. I think there were only about 10 or 12 replicas, but they were official replicas. I mean, that was built more or less as the one that was in the film was. You know, it's got the working wings and everything underneath it. They're all there. Yeah, uh, yeah, and it's, it's quite... A, I wouldn't like to drive it, but I would certainly... Uh, it's uh, very impressive, it's huge. And I mean, you, when you look at how much work it went into making it, it's quite an impressive beast. Yeah, and, and I get, as you say about driving it, I mean, no such thing as power steering or no, anything no, in these no, days. No, so no, no. you had to, to have a good pair of arms on yourself, obviously, to drive Small, a vehicle. Small, narrow tyres that are quite highly pressured, you know, so you, you would know when you go for a bump on it. Yeah. From the vehicle that is, of course, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. We're going to move on to something else that's happening 1st, 2nd of April. It's a magnificent Steam Weekend here in Dundee. This will be the third year that we've had Steam Weekends at the museum. We have two, one April and the other one September, October. Okay. And, and for listeners maybe not having heard of the Steam Weekend before, when they walk in through the doors of the Transport Museum, what is likely to greet them when they come in through the doors? Whenever they walk off the road market street and turn in, they will see steam engines, model steam engines, about half a dozen plus running about, working. Ron brings a steam train which he gives kids a ride in and it runs all the way down the side and back again. There's usually about six, seven 
various sizes of steam traction engines. Some quite small, but all capable of pulling one or two hurdles on the lead trailers at the back of them, all working off steam, or live steam as you want to call it. And in the hall we have the 16 mil people, which is what they call the garden railway. They have a portable layout which they've made up and they bring it along and set it up in the hall and they run their steam engines inside the hall. So there's really inside and outside the steam going on. I mean, it's one of the few occasions I would think in Dundee anyway, in the surrounding area where you're going to see so much moral steam working. I mean, it's open from 10.30 to 3.30 and of course of the time there's something running all the time. If you've not been, you'll love it if you come. And the price, the entry price is the same as the normal, it's £4 a day, there's no increase because the steam's here. So not only do you get the benefit of being able to walk around that fantastic museum that we've spoken about, on top of that, without any charge whatsoever, you get to see all this steam Yes, in its magnificent generosity. Oh, magnificent, absolutely magnificent. You, you got to come in, if you haven't seen it before, you'll not be disappointed. Thanks again for taking the time to listen in to this week's edition of Dundee Museum of Transport podcast. I have to thank the guys, Ken, Ali and Forbes, for their input and telling us all about Restoration. Join us again next week. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Thanks very much.